Spring is in full bloom. Are your finances? With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, you can build credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments, all with no annual fees or interest. With Chime Secure Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com build. That's Chime.com build. Chime. Feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. Members FDIC. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com slash disclosures for details. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to First Trade, the show where we're educating new investors and traders. We recognize that some of us are experienced traders. And some of us aren't. That's why we wanted to level the playing field and make the markets accessible to everyone. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show. What up, what up, what up, what up? Welcome to First Trade. How are we doing? We are doing fantastic. I am Rohan. I'm Michael. Good to know. This is Michael and Rohan. This is Michael and Rohan for First Trade, episode three. Trace? Yes. Trace. There we go. We're chugging along. We're chugging. We're making yeah. these. We're making it happen. I'm super excited about this. I'm excited to be here. What is First Trade? Why are we here? Ladies and gentlemen, First Trade is a show for the noobs. That's you. Just kidding. It might not be you, but it's definitely me. <laughs> uh, first trade, we know that like, obviously there's a bunch of new traders coming to this market, including myself. I work at Benzinga and I got all these people around me and I just didn't know what I was talking about. So I figured it was about time to learn. And, you know, I figured there might be some people out there that wanted to learn too. So this is going to be a community. We're going to grow together. We're going to learn together. We're going to have amazing guests on, as you will see later today. Got a great guest. A today. fantastic guest on. And we're going to learn. And uh, we're going to have some fun while we do it, obviously. We're not here to, like, take ourselves too seriously. No. Because, you know what? We like to have fun at Benzinga. Well, also, I can't take myself seriously because I'm, I'm just stupid. Can anyone take you seriously? Ah, wow, cool. That's I got to get at least that's one. That's rip number three of yeah. the show. <laughs> I got to get at least one rip, Mike, uh, Mike Murray rip in each show. It's good. It keeps me in check. My uh... ego's never been smaller. <laughs> Okay, folks, I was supposed to set a timer for five minutes as we started this because we're trying to keep the intro and outro really quick today and just let let our guest shine bright like a diamond. Wow. Who has diamond hands. Rihanna song? Yeah, but I'm not going to sing it. Really? No. I was kind of expecting you to sing it. You love singing on the show. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, without further ado, I mean, if you don't already know, why are you even here? Just kidding. I mean, we have harsh. We God. have, we have, we have man of the people, born of the internet, the king of penny stocks, the penny stock provider, <laughs> Mr. Hugh Henny himself of the Pennies Going In Raw podcast and Atlas Trading. This guy is just like, I'm so excited to have him on. There's a lot to learn. They have, he's, his podcast along with Dan is just an incredible resource. I've only been listening for a short period of time, admittedly, um, not that short, but like I've, I've first heard of Hugh when he came on Benzinga's show. Um, and I just feel like I've learned so much even from that. And I've gotten more into trading. I've been using it as a resource. So I'm just really excited to be, have him come on the show, pick his brain a little bit and meet him face to face. He's a great guest. This is a good time to do it. Honestly, like his picks are unreal. The guy, the wealth of knowledge this guy has about trading is just ridiculous. His picks are insane. One of the most talented guys I think I've ever listened to as far as podcasts. 
he he's got knowledge about trading that I don't think anybody else. Yeah, you know, and he goes he goes deep. I and I I say that like I say so casually, like I just like oh yeah, he goes deep. Like I know what I'm talking about, but without <laughs> knowing what I'm talking about, I can tell very clearly that this man goes deep, um, and goes in raw apparently. So without further ado, <laughs> let's bring him on. Uh, you know, hit that drum roll and let let's get this amazing guest. Let's do on. it, Hugh Henny. Yeah, guys, how are you? We are good, Hugh. It's so great to have you on. Thank you for uh, joining us for First Trade. I think you're going to be an amazing guest. I think our audience is going to love you. How's your day going? You know, I'll be honest. I was uh, trading while, while swings are down. I kind of, I'm terrible at patience personally. Um, you know, I'm anytime that I see red, I'm wanting to buy something. I'm always wanting to be in a trade. On days like that, I like to trade SPY and Tesla options. And that's what I was doing today. I'm going to warn you here. My, my role on the show sometimes is to be a bit of uh what's the a noob a noob yes but also (laughs) like i like to make sure that whenever we bring up lingo or something that hasn't been discussed on the the show before we break it down and explain it just so like everyone's on the same playing field everyone knows what we're talking about spy we talked about spy i think in one of the earlier episodes i mean really quickly i don't want i don't want to get too far into it but why do you trade spy specifically like why that and do you day trade often or are you mostly swing trading no no i'm completely a swing trader but when it happens to be that i see right i feel like i have to try and make money and if i just start adding all my swings you know one of the biggest things that new traders get into trouble with is that the first second that they see red you know so let's say like a three percent dip they're adding and they're not adding small they're adding big and even me now you know i'm going on year eight Um, You know, I still struggle with this. So instead, what I decided to do was I take 10% of my portfolio and I day trade it with options so that even if worst case scenario, I lost 10% of my portfolio, which is way better than what I used to do, which was I would just be adding swings all the way down. And then that's how you get in the blow up territory. So instead, I say, okay, I'm going to have tight risk management on the options. But then on top of that, I'm having tight risk management on my portfolio. That, that's, that's actually awesome. really interesting. It's so funny because I'm so I'm only in two stocks right now, HUYA, which was my first buy. And then when you guys were on the show and Jason bought something like, I don't know, 5,000 shares or, or so, something of Torch, uh, Torchlight. I'm not in it like in a big way at all. I mean, I'm yeah. not in anything in a big way. I think I, yeah, I have like $200. What I've been doing, and I, I thought like, you know, I'm, I'm just, I really don't know what I'm doing, but I'm like trying to learn as I go. So I was like, oh, it's going down. And I heard somewhere that, you know, if it dips, buy the dip, right? Uh, <laughs> so like kind of what you're talking about with the swing traders, like just trading down uh, into potential blow up territory. Now I'm not at risk of anything. Like I don't have like too much money in there, yeah. but that's kind of what I've been doing is just averaging down. Yeah, no, I mean, that's not, that's really not a bad strategy. And especially like I'm the type of trader to where, when I'm getting in or I'm adding a dip, like I'm, I'm adding a dip, you know, there's a lot of different traders that will just like, they'll have 10 ads. Uh, that's, that's not me. I I'm sending, you know, I'm sending. So with that strategy, that's why I say that it's so crucial that you just can't buy a dip. You know, I used to, one of my good friends, his father is a hedge fund manager and, or, or was unfortunately. And in 2007, they were able to double their portfolio in 2008. They kept buying the dip. And eventually they blew up their entire fund. And that was something where I said, I do not want to be dying, you know, buying the dip all the way down. So 
so that's something that is really important to me. Risk management in total is really important to me. And obviously, I mean, Torchlight, man, <laughs> what a headache. Um, but that being said, you know, I am that perfect entry and that perfect dip is, is so crucial. And like I said, not just adding, you know, on a 1% red day or 2% red day. That's a good point. I'll definitely have to think about that. Cause I honestly wasn't thinking about that at all. I mean, it was kind of a point where it was like, it started dipping. So I was like, Oh, like, I don't know, maybe it'll go back up. So I bought a little bit and then it dipped more. And I was like, okay, great opportunity. I'll, I'll average down even further. I'm sure at a certain point I've been like, okay, I'm giving up hope, like cutting my losses at this point. But yeah. Um, yeah. I think, I think also kind of what you're saying is that, um, you know, you're adding like a little bit, a little bit, you know, if you were sending like 30% of your account at a 40% dip, I mean, uh, at a 4% dip, then, you know, and you were sending like 40% of your account at a 4% dip, that's where, you know, I mean, um, you know, the risk management has to come in play. So I, I don't see anything wrong with like adding a little bit, adding a little bit, mine are more based on like the chart, but you know, going heavier when I see that support or bouncing off support, you know, confirming backup, th things like that. But if you're adding a little bit, I know guys who, who do great and they just, every 10%, they just add down, 10% they add down, 10% they add down and, and they do great. But me, it's like, you know, I would have said, you know, I'm almost doubling my position when I'm doing that. Talking about trading strategy, kind of breaking into that a little bit, holding and adding 10% on dips. Give us a little bit of background. Talk about your trading journey, how you've gotten where you are today. We would love to hear a little bit about your yeah. first trade. Yeah, no, it's really funny that you mentioned that because my first trade was both the worst thing and the best thing that ever happened to me. Uh, my first trade, I had just followed a Twitter person, um, and we're talking eight years ago. We, so Twitter, Fuvru, Finance, you know, Bintwit really wasn't even really a thing yet. Um, I just followed someone in and they had knockout earnings within an hour and I doubled my money within an hour. And I was like, this is fantastic. I'm going to be a billionaire by the time I'm done uh, <laughs> high school. So I had, I had about $7,000 at that time and I had thrown it all into the market. Like, and so this was on like a Friday. I was like, this is fantastic. This is like the kind of money that I make in like a month, you know, almost two months, you know? So I was, I was ready to go. And, uh, and then from there I just, proceeded to take little cuts on little cuts and blow up the $7,000, which at that time was my net worth. And I was like, wow, this is, this is like, I don't even think I had a green trade after that. That was just the one and done. And I was like, man, this is horrible. So then from there, I proceeded to learn this, you know, I had seen all the different, you know, 90% of traders fail. And, you know, at that point it was kind of like, all right, well, I'm not, I'm not 90% of people. So, and so at that point, I decided that I was going to, to just grind. And so for about a year and a half, two years after that, what I was doing was, was that, you know, a lot of people talk about how many accounts they blew up. I probably would have blown up 13 accounts, but I had a different way of doing it. I was working two jobs and the, basically the money was going into my trading account and out through my trades. And so... I don't even I don't even want to look back how much money I have <laughs> lost, but put it in perspective, I had two jobs for two years to fund my trading account, and um, I mean literally all of it was going to the trading account. And then when I started to become profitable, um, you know, I had tried every strategy in the book. I had tried scalping options contracts in the high school bathroom of stats class. I had tried 
um, day trading, you know, in the hallway, you know, I mean, there was everything. And when it finally came to swing trading and, you know, uh, you know, really digging into a company, you know, like learning the management, you know, I've, the amount of CEOs who I found the private email, are we allowed to say that? Um, you know, but I mean, uh, you know, finding their private email and just reaching out, um, you know, things of that nature that really started to, to, you know, I wanted to know their company more than just a ticker. And, and when I started to have success with that, because I didn't have to watch it while I was in class or while I was working, things of that nature, that was really appealing to me. So to, to me, that's when I found swing trading. And that just, I mean, I, I was looking at filings and I didn't like looking at filings. I still don't love looking at filings, but it's when you find that little golden nugget that like, you know, the company is expecting this by this, or the company is working on this for this you know that's when you you know and you just sit back and you you can feel okay with adding dips um you know and waiting for the for the explosion that's that to me is great because when everyone else is like holy hell like you know x y and z has this news you know i'm already in so i have i have you know i mean i could just wait so to me that that was really fun um one of my fondest memories is sitting at home during the summer and, uh, and I doubled my account on something and I'm just sitting there and I'm seeing like everybody talk about this great, you know, this great quarter and this great news and, you know, that the, that the management was geniuses and I was in like a dollar earlier. Um, so, you know, that's, that's where swing trading came and that's when I really started to find, um, you know, that's when I really find just found my strategy. I feel like it's nice to have some sort of, you know, reasoning, some sort of logic behind it other than just the charts and predictions like something that's a, a little bit of like a human element to it almost so i was listening to maybe two episodes ago um on pjr and yeah. you were talking you mentioned something and as soon as you said it i was like whoa that makes sense you talked about paying market tuition which yeah. i like i hadn't heard that that's the, that was the first time hearing that term to me um and you're talking about how all these traders now are getting like crazy gains because the market is just like in an insane bull run and how they might will probably eventually if they're smart about it that you know they can get away with it but like eventually we'll have to pay their tuition right so i'd, I'd love for you to just kind of go into that a little bit i'm a huge blackjack player and it always feels like you know you're when you're hot you're hot but when you're cold you are cold. <laughs> like you can't you know you can't win any uh, yeah <laughs> yeah so with trading, that's kind of how I think of it. Like for whatever reason, I'm telling you right now, January and August, I can't make money. I, this, I'm on year eight. I, I, I've never made a dollar in January or August. <laughs> um, so, and, and that's kind of how, like, you know, that's just the way that the market works. I expect to be red in most of my swings until news comes. I mean, I think of it like, why should I be green? Um, you know, the, I'm buying it and the news that I'm expecting isn't priced in. So even, you know, things like Torchlight, who I've seen my gains just completely obliterated, um, you know, I'm still green on it by, you know, I think like 20 cents or something. And my point to that is like, you know, I'm still waiting for the merger or, or something like, um, you know, if I'm waiting for a company to announce, um, you know, phase two data, you know, and I'm right on it, I'm okay with it because I'm waiting for something. And that's kind of how I think about that. But as far as the market tuition goes, I think of it like, you know, I use the, the analogy of college. You know, you go to college so that you can learn to do a job for when you come out to make money. 
Same thing with trading. You lose, effectively, you learn by losing money and doing mistakes so that you can be profitable and make money. Um, and I think that that's one of the really key things that we haven't seen inside the last year. Uh, you know, I'm seeing people, even kids from high school or, or college or, or my professor's husband, um, you know, reach out and say, hey, man, like, I'm up 500%. Like, what should I do? And I'm like, oh, my like, I wish, I, I wish I could touch this kind of things, you know? Um, and I'm like, you know, I'm looking at these graphs and there's just do, 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 you know? And, and, and it's awesome to see, but at the same time we knew, you know, I mean, I think, I think it really hit me personally when we saw not one single stock underneath the dollar. I think that's when I was like, whoa, like we are, you know, we're, if we're not in a bubble, the overall market's not in a bubble, small caps is, is in a freaking hot air balloon. Um, and, and I think that's what we've seen inside the last two weeks. We've seen a huge, I mean, I'm looking at stocks that, you know, they're down 40, 50% in, in seven trading days. Wow. Yeah. I, I mean, just piggybacking off of that. I mean, if we're, if we're in this small cap, you know, hot air balloon, which I love that term. I think that's a, I think that's an awesome representation of what we're in right now. We've got some Twitter questions from some of the audience that are trying to figure out how to pick stocks in the yeah. small cap hot air balloon in this kind of market. I want to see if you can give us kind of an answer to a question we have from at newbie in stocks. He said, what certain stock and chart information means when you're buying a stock? More specifically, what does volume and market cap mean when you're buying a stock? Can you give us some info into both of those terms? Yeah, definitely. So volume, it, but all both of those are super important when you're looking at a stock. And right now, when we're looking at things, for instance, I'm going to throw out a ticket. <laughs> hey, Luke, um, we got, <laughs> when we're looking at something like market cap, um, you know, we're, it, it, we're, let's take, let's take, I'm going to throw out a ticker BNGO. Okay. This thing was trading at 50 cents. Now it's trading over $10. Um, so the market cap is it, basically what it refers to is the total dollar market value of a company's outstanding shares. Um, and so basically it's calculated by multiplying the number of outstanding shares. Okay. By the current market price. So for instance, let's think about it in simple terms. Okay, if I have, if the company is trading at $1 per share and there's 10 outstanding shares, okay, that means that the market value is $10. So if, if I were going to buy it right now and say I was you know, really, really rich, I could buy this company for $10. Now, something, to, something that's really important about market cap is that this is always changing. So sometimes, you know, we hear about Jeff Bezos and his net worth going up and down billions of dollars a day. That's because the market cap which of Amazon, which he obviously owns tons of shares of, goes up and down. You know, it's not because, you know, one day he gambles and the next day, you know, he makes money. Um, you know, it's because of the Amazon's price, because the Amazon price is correlated with the market cap. Um, so that's really important about market cap. And when you're inside the hot air balloon, as, as we just talked about, is that we're referring to companies that should be trading at $2, trading at hell $100. And the other thing is that where traders really capitalize, like myself, is when there's a misprice inside the market cap, whether it's being up or down. So Nicola, I was swinging short. When you're shorting a company, you believe that's overvalued. So you will make money when it goes down, okay? It, it's the same thing like buying, but instead you're shorting, it's called, so you're selling shares. So now you have negative shares. 
So when the company goes down in stock price, you buy your shares back. Okay, so now you're at neutral shares and that's how you make money. So it's think of it like long, but instead when the company goes down, you make money. And so when I was shorting this company called Nicola, you know, that ticker symbol NKLA, I was I saw a misprice inside the market cap. The market cap was way overvalued. And I, you know, I knew that there were a few catalysts coming, things of that nature. And so I was swinging it short. Um, and as the company went down, I made money. Same thing on the long side. Okay. I capitalize when a company is trading undervalued. So for instance, a ticker that I really like right now is VICL. Okay. That's Vislink. Vislink has, you know, a bunch of different catalysts and the management team. They're trading at a $200 million market cap. I think it's worth, you know, let's, let's just throw out a number like a billion dollar market cap. So my upside is about five times where it is right now, in in my opinion. Now, you know, your opinion, right? Okay. Yeah, my opinion doesn't mean anything. Uh, you know, in my, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but that being said, you know, just because I say it's a billion, you know, that doesn't really mean anything. But as an investor, I capitalize when I feel that there's a misprice, either overvalued or undervalued. So that's market cap. Volume is super important. Volume measures the number of shares traded in a stock. It, now, when you're talking about you know, the number of shares traded, this can be relative. So when you're talking about number of shares, it can be in that hour, it can be in that day, it can be in that minute, it can be inside that month, things of that nature. So one thing that a lot of different stock um, you know, pickers look for is a chart that's bottomed out. So that means that it comes down really far and then it's not going up, but the volume increases a lot because that means that someone's accumulating shares. So I'll say that one more time. What, um, something that a lot of people look for is when a stock is trending down, but then it stops and then the volume skyrockets. So for instance, say it usually trades about a billion shares a month this thing was trading at about 10 billion shares, but the price wasn't going up. So somebody was just accumulating shares. And so volume is really important. You don't have to, don't overthink most of this stuff, okay? Volume in basketball terms would be how many shots were shot during the game, okay? Not how many were made, but just how many were shot because it can be buying and selling. So don't, don't get that confused. Is that volume is just the amount of shares traded. How many I bought, how many I sold, things of that nature. Okay, so don't get it too confused with or, or think that it's just, you know, a million shares being bought. Okay, it can be both buying and selling. Very in-depth. Yeah, it was <laughs> concise. Uh, Thank you. Actually, I, I love that because it got, got straight to the point. And uh, just a compliment to you because you do a really good job at simplifying it. Um, nice I feel question. like I feel like, you know. I don't think you want to be a college professor, but I would appreciate you one as one. <laughs> do we want to do we want to take them through our, our lightning round of our terms? Is it that time? Yeah, I, I've heard a couple of them on pennies going in raw. Um, yeah. So are you ready for the lightning yeah. round? There's there's a chance that I don't know some of these. That's that's <laughs> completely fine. Uh, you get you're guaranteed to know more than us. That's for sure. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> so all right, here we go. Wall Street bets for boomers, or if you're like me. And you're not a boomer, but you still don't know. It's for you too. What is a stonk? Okay, um, you know I'm not really sure what stonk. I know it stands for stock, but there's like a deeper term that is just like I don't. I feel I'm like not... okay. The only thing I've heard, but I don't know if it's accurate, is stonk is a stock that only goes up. This is one I haven't heard. It's called or it's it's bag holder. 
Oh yeah, no, no, you don't want to be a bag holder. Uh, so for instance, for instance, BNGO, I can guarantee you if you're buying it here and you're gonna hold for let's call it a year or something, you're gonna be bag holding this stock. What that means is is that you bought it significantly higher, usually fifty percent higher, um, and now you're just holding, praying that it goes up. So you have you have no idea when it's gonna go up. You don't know why it's gonna go up. You, hell, you don't even know why you bought it. And uh, now you're just praying that it goes up. All right, this one's, I feel like this one's a little bit more common. BTFD, buy the fucking dip. Buy the fucking dip, yes, yes. But not, not you know, not like a 1% dip. You know, I feel like everyone's yeah. on my DMs today is like, you know, like should I be loading up on SPY calls? SPY's down like, SPY, when I say SPY, the market, the market's down like 4% from the all-time high. Like let's, you know, let's relax, right? We, we still have like, the market's doubled in the past year. We still have a, you know, if this thing really wants to, you know, go down, we just, we, we got a long, long way to go. Way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like a, it's definitely like a hype thing to be like, buy the dip, like make the money, yeah. but uh, maybe think and buy the dip. I, I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah. Buy the yeah, dip the if you want to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The people that are shouting buy the dip, probably the ones that are starting to bag hold. So, you know, I mean, oh, yeah. You know, they're all kind of, you know, they thought it was a stonk and uh, now they're buying the fucking dip and then eventually they become the bag holder. This is the one I heard uh, on PGIR. Can you tell us what diamond hands are? Oh, yeah. Yeah, diamond hand and stonk, they're kind of go together. And, and, you know, that's, for instance, if you bought GME at 400, you were you were a diamond holder that turned into a bag holder. Uh, so think about it this way: GME at four hundred, you bought because stonk, uh, you know, and then you were a diamond holder at three fifty because this is just a dip. And then at three hundred, you're still a diamond holder. And then at seventy, you're a bag holder. I love how all those terms just tied together, like tied together like that. I love full that. circle. And into the next one, there's also paper hands. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Paper hands are me with options. So the second that I see red, I'm done. I'm done. So, you know, I have no conviction holding Tesla puts, Tesla calls. If I'm, if, for instance, you know, I heard Luke, you know, if you say, I heard Luke has died, or, you know, I heard Luke has paper hands, that means that Luke, Luke is kind of a sassy. You know, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't believe in, uh, in he doesn't believe. Got it. Okay. DD is one that I, well, obviously I've heard due diligence. We've talked about due diligence, um, but I guess it also means another thing, which is double down. Oh, maybe, maybe not according to the website. I hope, I hope then that like people that follow my Twitter don't think that every time that I'm DDing, you know, that I'm, that I'm doubling my, yeah, that I'm doubling my, uh, Maybe that's why I'm getting screwed on TRCH because because I was DDing, you know. To, <laughs> I'll tell you what. Oh man, that's a that's that's dangerous. I like it though. Let's let's make this the last one. Can you tell us what tendies are? Yeah. So I actually just learned what this was. I thought it was like tenders, like like common stock offerings. Okay. Uh, no, apparently it's like literally chicken tenders, like. <laughs> but it's like it's like that's like the gold at the end of the rainbow. Like that's like. Like I got my tenders. Like I, I don't know. I think it's a it's it's supposed to be a good thing. I think it literally means tenders. Like this week I haven't even made a chicken tender. There, there's no <laughs> this, fuck the tendies. There's no tender. 
I say he get, got like get this he, man some lunch. He got like <laughs> yeah. he got like four out of six there at least, maybe even five out of six. <laughs> I mean, he the purpose of the segment was for us to to learn about these amazing terms. And I just you told the story full circle, and uh, and I think you just killed that lightning round, man. That was awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Hugh. It was amazing having you on the show. Thank you so much for uh, coming and spending some time with us. It was great to actually kind of meet you face to face finally or yeah. screen to screen but yeah uh, amazing amazing value i think there's a lot to be learned and if you guys liked hugh make sure you listen to the pennies going in raw podcast there's so much value I, I i haven't been listening for a super long time but i feel like i've already learned so much and i will definitely be listening some more thank you guys this was a really thanks fun for coming time. on man it was awesome yeah Appreciate i had a great it. time all right guys i'll see you take right. care man see, see you Hugh. thank you Okay, that that was just like, that was such a good interview. I feel really good about that one. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, Q lived up to the hype. I kind of knew he would though. Um, and I, I there's was, never a doubt, man. Never a doubt. There's never a doubt. Um, but just feel feel blessed to have him on the show. Excited to you know have the knowledge absorbed into me. Just feeling good about that one. If you guys liked having Q as a guest, uh, if you learned something from him, make sure to drop a comment down below. If you're in the chat, drop a one. Um, because yeah, I mean that was that was great. And go follow Hugh too. Check out his podcast. Absolutely, you him should on Twitter. be listening Guys to Penny's Going In Raw because why why aren't you already? You know, like it's it's probably one of the top rated podcasts for a reason. So you got to be listening to that. One of the best resources, hands down. Far hands down, hands down. All right, this is the part where I put on the five minute timer because we got to get this done quickly. Tell Boom. me how your trading stock portfolio was going. How are we doing? How's the portfolio? How are we looking? Michael, I don't think we're going to need five minutes for that. <laughs> it's not going. <laughs> or it is going. Just in the wrong direction. Going down? <laughs> oh, we're going down, down. And as we talked about with you, like, I mean, the last two weeks obviously have been uh, a downtrend. And those are the first two weeks of trading that I had. Um, but I, I'm not, you know, I'm not stressing about it too much. I think I'm, I'm feeling weirdly okay with it. I have been slowly buying the dip. And I don't know if that's the right strategy or not, but I feel like I'm learning by doing it. Paying my market tuition, as Hugh would say. That's the status. My Huya position is down, not as badly, but it is down. And my torch, which is like makes up two thirds of my portfolio right now. What are we talking percentage points? Um, I'm not sure specifically torch, but I think overall I'm down 30%. Oh, that's pretty good. It's pretty solid. <laughs> But that's, I'm feeling comfy. That's not bad. I've I've been worse than that. I've been worse than thirty percent. Yeah, I've I been mean, down seventy, eighty percent. And, and listen, like my portfolio is only at three hundred dollars right now. Like it's it's nothing. Okay, to, then yeah, it's like nothing. Yeah, it's nothing to stress about. See, start small. You just start. You can't start without starting. Start small. Get some money in there. Just see how it goes. Yeah, it, it really scared. Like I I know you mentioned it too, but like it, it definitely scared me to think about like when they say like ninety nine percent of traders fail and uh, no, I'm just like okay, I know I'm gonna fail. The question is, am I going to be stupid enough to like keep trying the wrong things or am I just going to slowly learn and be ready to fail, right? You may um, learn. Maybe. Or you may not. Or I may not. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. We're going to find out either way. Um, You know, at least I'll be able to sound smarter <laughs> while losing money. <laughs> you, you've got a red portfolio. We're looking to see we're it, bro. We're, we're going to keep following we're, it. It's, yeah. it's going to tail up. We'll check in. We'll be we'll, all right. We'll, we'll check in next week. Folks, that was a pretty sweaty episode. I think so. You know, we just talked about it, but like, I'm so hype about it. I know. I hope you guys enjoyed it because I, I just think it went really well. If you want to interact with us, if you want to know who we're going to start like teasing our guests, so you guys can provide guest specific questions. You got to be in the discord in the description down below. Make sure you join it. 
we have my man Joe helping out. So hop on the Discord and you know we're we're going to build this community there. Another thing, you know, you got to be listening on the podcast if you're not listening on the show and you got to make sure you leave a review. So there's a link in the description. Got to go on Apple Podcast, drop a word, drop two words. Tell us about your experience learning about Wall Street bets terms like we'll be, stonks. We'll be giving away merch and stuff, right? Are we giving away like free Benzinga merch? Oh, oh we are. Yeah, we All are. Right. We Sweet. Are. Leave so, a review. Leave a review next week. Our favorite one. You will be the wiener. That was a mix of like Borat and like a, a Barbie Mario or something. or something. I don't know. I liked it, whatever it was. Yeah, you will be a winner. You'll get a free I, I don't copy. I, you know, great artist Create. steal. Um, yeah. Anyway, I hear you. Thank you so much for joining. It's been great having you listen. We appreciate you. We love you. Leave comments. Uh, talk to us on Twitter, Discord. Leave your questions for next week, and we will see you then. Peace out, guys. See ya. Every Friday, cooking it down, except it's Wednesday for you guys. We just record on Fridays. Record on Fridays. That's the secret sauce. That way we're in a good mood heading into the weekend before we record, and we're like happy and jolly. At least I am. I Do I look unhappy to you? No. You have a Benzinga t-shirt on. You're really repping the brand. You look happy. It's good. I'm going ice fishing tomorrow, and I have the double benefit of maybe falling through the ice and drowning. So I, it's going to be a good day. Yeah. Done in <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, I just looked up a stonk. It yeah. says uh, bombard with concentrated artillery fire, as in the That's woods not... were routinely stonked. by <laughs> Folks, that was loud. <laughs> yeah. Mamma mia. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.